Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you're having an enjoyable and meaningful day with your family and friends and loved ones, and that this holiday season is a time of refreshing, renewal and joy for you. Kids, hope you're enjoying those Christmas presents. You might have heard the funny story of a little boy named Johnny. He was very keen for a red bike one Christmas and his friends were writing letters to Santa. And he thought he'd go one better. So he got a piece of paper and started writing a letter and he said, Dear Jesus, if I get a red bike for Christmas, I promise to not fight with my brother Peter. And then he paused and thought, oh, that's going to be difficult. Peter's such a brat. I don't think I can do that. So he screwed up that draft letter and he started again. Dear Jesus, if I get a red bike for Christmas, I promise to eat all of my vegetables. And then he started thinking about broccoli and Brussels sprouts and asparagus. He thought, yeah, that's going to be a little bit difficult. So he screwed up that draft letter and then he had an idea. Uh, he went all the way downstairs to the family living room and there on the mantelpiece above the fire was a statue of Mary. See, Johnny lived in a Catholic family, family and so he grabbed that statue of Mary and he went to the kitchen, he got a tea towel and he wrapped the statue of Mary in the tea towel. He went back upstairs into his bedroom, opened the wardrobe door, climbed up and put that statue in the far dark corner, closed the door and he sat down and he started to write, Another letter. Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again. <laughs> I love it. I love the creativity of kids. Well, whether you got your red bike or not, I do hope kids that you enjoy this Christmas also. You know, Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Jesus. And we, take, we want to take a few moments today to read about this significant event as recorded in the Gospel of Luke. So I'm reading Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible, just gives a bit of a fresh take on it. Luke 2, I'm beginning in verse 1. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were sheepherders camping in the neighborhood, they had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. That is what you're to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. 
They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. When the eighth day arrived, the day of circumcision, the child was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. It's a wonderful story, and you'd see many of the Christmas elements there, Mary and Joseph and the, the shepherds and baby Jesus. This is one record of the story of the birth of Jesus. You know, sometimes we can develop, however, fairly romantic and sentimental thoughts and feelings about this Christmas story. You know, even a quick surface reading of the story causes us to easily miss some of the, the small details that are really important. You know, the reality is that the birth of Jesus wasn't all tinsel and mistletoe and Christmas carols. It occurred amidst a lot of inconvenience. Let's look at verse 4 to 5 again. Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. Let's just pause and, and reflect on this element of the story. Can you think of the hassle of having to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem? If you get a map out, it's about 157 kilometers. Uh, back in those days, most people walked everywhere. Occasionally you took an Uber donkey, but mostly you walked everywhere. So this is a multiple day trip. Not only is it a multiple day trip, it's uphill the whole way from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Bethlehem's high up. So they're, they're on this long trip over many days. It's all uphill. And guess what? Mary is very pregnant. <laughs> you want to talk about inconvenience? You know, when, when you're pregnant, you just want to be home. You don't want to be out on a walk. You don't want to be on a multiple day trip. You don't want to be going uphill. My goodness, the annoyance, the inconvenience of just that element of the story. Not only that, notice that Mary is Joseph's fiance and she's pregnant. So, so they're not even married yet. And can you imagine the shame and the pain, especially in that culture? Think of the gossip and the rumors and the talk going on as they ventured out into the public eye. I'm sure they would have rather have been home in solitude, away from all of the people's prying eyes. But no, <laughs> they're out and they're being noticed. We go into verse 6 and 7. And it says, while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. You know, Mary and Joseph are probably a, a relatively, relatively poor, humble peasant family. Uh, so Jesus is born while on the road, while traveling, not back at home. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're a mother and you're about to give a birth to a child, how much more would you love to just be at home in a comfortable, known, familiar environment? To be on the road, to be traveling, uh, how inconvenient. Not only that, there's no room at the hotel. There must have been crowds of people. There's not even a room for them. And so here's, you know, Joseph and Mary, Jesus about to be born. There's no special treatment. There's no privileges. No, There's no conveniences for this family. You'd think they would have got a, a business class, you know, upgrade, a first class, a, a room with a view. You know, don't people know who they are? You'd think with Jesus' arrival, things would be a lot easier rather than the inconvenience we see 
in this story. You know, what a year of inconvenience we've all just had. 2020, we've had the global pandemic with multiple lockdowns for many months. Uh, some people have lost jobs. We've had the closing down of shops and businesses, isolation from family and friends for extended periods of time. Uh, some people have got sick. Some people have even died from COVID and churches have not been able to meet in person. Who would have thought? <laughs> What an inconvenient year this has been. And this Christmas, I'm sure not everyone is together with you today who you'd like to have in the room. Maybe you've got some relatives that are still interstate or maybe even overseas. This Christmas feels a little bit different. Uh, maybe you're feeling a little tired, a little exhausted, you know, recovering from what I've been calling emotional claustrophobia from being locked down for so long. It hasn't been an easy year by any stretch of the imagination. And so just like this Christmas has a bit of inconvenience to it, we notice it was the same at the first Christmas. Yet right into this environment of incredible inconvenience, Jesus was born. Emmanuel, God with us, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the long-awaited Messiah. I want to note two things today about the birth of Jesus. Firstly is joy. Joy. Uh, look at the message that the angels gave to these poor marginalized shepherds. A message in verse 10 to 11, the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. I love that phrase, a great and joyful event meant for everyone worldwide. A savior has just been born in Bethlehem. The good news of Jesus was that the birth of this child would change the course of history, not just for Israel, but for all people from all nations. You know, our prayer for you this Christmas is that you'll experience an incredible sense of joy because of Jesus. Joy is very different than happiness. Happiness by very definition is based on what happens to you. Uh, it's dependent on external circumstances. If you've had a good year, if everything's going well, if you're feeling blessed, if you're prosperous, well, then you can be happy today. Joy is very different. It's not dependent on external circumstances or a certain set of conditions. It's not requiring everything to be going well for you. It's something you can experience deep inside of you, even regardless of or in spite of what may be happening in your life and the world around you. You can have joy even in the middle of inconvenience. And so may you experience Jesus' joy uh, today in this season, and in a sense of shalom, of well-being, of, of calm, of wholeness. May you know the joy of Jesus, no matter what's happening in your life today. The second thing that comes with the arrival of Jesus is peace. Jesus not only brings joy, but he brings peace. Verse 13 to 14, at once. The angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. Peace is the opposite of strife, of conflict, of tension. It carries with it this, a sense of harmony and well-being. And Jesus comes to give us peace. Peace with God. Uh, we can have friendship, peace with God and the peace of God. Maybe even in the midst of a storm, we can know that sense of peace and calm that comes from God and then peace with one another. 
God could help us resolve maybe some of those tensions in the family and with friends and just have a sense of peace with one another. Jesus comes to bring us joy and peace this Christmas season, just as he did at that first Christmas. You know, it's interesting that there was no room for Jesus on the day he was born. Verse 7, there was no room in the hostel. Uh, it's quite ironic that uh, Everyone was so busy, everything was so crowded that there was no space, no room for Jesus. And I pray that this Christmas there'll be room in our hearts and lives for Jesus. That we'll welcome him into our heart, into our family, into our homes, into our churches, into our world. And we will experience him uh, personally and afresh and know that joy and peace that we've been talking about, even in the midst of inconvenient circumstances. That's our prayer for you today for this Christmas. Let me pray for you. Dear God, thank you for this special day, Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus that took place so many years ago. But may it happen again today. Jesus, may you be born in us today afresh. May we have room in our hearts and our lives for you. And I pray as you arrive, as we make that space for you, as you arrive afresh on this Christmas day into our hearts and into our lives, that we would know an incredible sense of joy. I don't know what's happening in every person's life, but you do. You know the circumstances they're in. You know maybe some of the inconveniences that they're facing right now. Lord, even in the midst of inconvenience, like that first Christmas, may we still know a sense of joy that inner peace and well-being, that it's, it's all working out for good. I also pray that we'll know a phenomenal sense of peace today, a sense of peace, of shalom, of calm, maybe even with storms around about us, with winds, with all kinds of tension, maybe even in our environment. Lord, we'd know an amazing sense of peace in our hearts today. And Lord, as we experience your joy, as we experience your peace then I pray that we'd be able to pass that on to those around about us, that wherever we go, as we go out today, we'd be conduits for that joy, that we'd pass on that peace and that we would be an influence for good in the world today, that just like Jesus is good news, that we also would be good news. And give us all a great holiday season and we be, we'll be sure to give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you today. May you know that joy. May you know that peace in a supernatural way. Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.